Chapter 16 Vronsky had never had real home life. His mother had been in her youth a brilliant society woman who had had during her married life and still more afterwards many love affairs notorious in the whole fashionable world. His father he scarcely remembered, and he had been educated in the Corps of Pages. Leaving the school very young as a brilliant officer, he had at once got into the circle of wealthy Petersburg army men. Although he did go more or less into Petersburg society, his love affairs had always his heart to be outside it. In Moscow he had for the first time felt, after his luxurious and coarse life at Petersburg, all the charm of intimacy with the sweet and innocent girl of his own rank who cared for him. It never even entered his head that there could be any harm in his relations with Kitty. At balls he danced principally with her. He was a constant visitor at the house, he talked to her as people commonly do talk in society, all sorts of nonsense, but nonsense to which he couldn't help attaching special meaning in her case. Although he said nothing to her that he couldn't have said before everybody, he felt that she was becoming more and more dependent upon him, and the more he felt this, the better he liked it, and the tenderer was his feeling for her. He didn't know that his mode of behavior in relations to Kitty had a definite character that it is courting young girls with no intention of marriage and that such courting is one of the evil actions common among brilliant young men such as he was. It seemed to him that he was the first who had discovered this pleasure and he was enjoying this discovery. If he could have heard what her parents were saying that evening, if he could have put himself at the point of view of the family and have heard that Kitty would be unhappy if he didn't marry her, he would have been greatly astonished and would not have believed it. He couldn't believe that what gave such great and delicate pleasure to him and above all to her could be wrong. Still less could he have believed that he ought to marry. Marriage had never presented itself to him as a possibility. He not only disliked family life, but the family, and especially a husband, was, in accordance with the views general in the bachelor world in which he lived, conceived as something alien, repellent, and above all ridiculous. But though Vronsky had not the least suspicion what the parents were saying, he felt, on coming away from Sherbatsky, that the secret spiritual bond which existed between him and Kitty had grown so much stronger that evening that some step must be taken. But what step could and ought to be taken, he couldn't imagine. What is so exquisite, he thought, as he returned from Shabatsky's, carrying away with him, as he always did, a delicious feeling of purity and freshness arising partly from the fact that he had not been smoking for a whole evening, and with the new feeling of tenderness at her love for him. What is so exquisite is that not a word has been said by me or by her. We understand each other so well in this unseen language of looks and tones that this evening more clearly than ever she told me she loved me. And how secretly, simply, and most of all, how trustfully. I feel myself better and purer. I feel that I have heart and that there is a great deal of good in me. Those sweet loving eyes, when she said, indeed I do. Well, what then? Ah, nothing. It's good for me and it's good for her. And he began wondering where to finish the evening. He passed in review of the places he might go to. Club, game of musique, champagne with Ignatov. No, I'm not going. Chateau de Fleurs, there I shall find Ablonsky song, the Cancan. No, I'm sick of it. That's why I like Sherbatsky's. That I'm growing better. I'll go home. 
He went straight to his room at Dussault's hotel, old supper, and then undressed, and as soon as his head touched the pillow, fell into a sound sleep.